Hey guys, you're listening to the Your Party People podcast. This is Lexi Tran, owner of Ivory and Fern, a Midwest-based photographer. And this is Katie Murphy, owner of Jane Ray Events, your Midwest wedding planner. We're here to give you couples a guide on how to maneuver one of the best days of their lives and how to keep it from being one of the worst. Welcome to the party. Woo woo! Hey guys, episode six. Here we are. Last time, if you tuned in, we had some a really great episode. Our first guest speaker, our girl E, was here to talk to us um, about uh, <laughs> about uh, your guide to florals. And today we're going to talk about the thing nobody wants to do but has to do, which is give a speech. We've yes. all been there. Yep, we have all been there. And we're going to give you some pointers. We know it's a really nerve-wracking thing, but we're here to help you out. Um, but before we jump into that, it is National Eat What You Want Day. Eat what you want. Whatever you want. And I am a huge pizza lover, so that's what Lexi is too. I could eat pizza every day, probably. Yes. Yes. And so we have pizza here. There's a little bite out of the sky. <laughs> we have pizza here from Pizza Cheeks right downtown. Um, they are in Hello High. They're actually open every day from 4 to 10. And they opened, I feel like, just a few months ago. Yeah, they're they're relatively new, but you have to move quickly. Tommy and I went uh, and we're excited. We were like running down there to go get our pizza. And they're like, oh, no, sorry. We're sold out. And I said, how are you sold out? You sell pizza. And I was like, I want your pizza. And they're like, we only make so much a day. And I was like, so I had to come back every day and hope that you have pizza. I was like, what the heck? It's like, but it's worth it. It'll be fine. It's delicious and it's great. And it's actually a really nice little spot. If you've never been to the Hello High, that's a relatively new bar. Um, and it's Pizza Cheeks is kind of like hidden in there, kind of like a little gem hole in the wall if you will so yes we're excited and i want to eat that now and so now i have to wait but that's fine yes on break we (laughs) will down that pizza in about three bites Uh even though it's a huge slice (laughs) let's jump into our topic today which again is about how to give a great wedding speech and i'm going to start out with just telling you who typically gives those speeches at the reception and first it would be mom and dad or mom or dad whoever it is And usually they always hit the heart, at least the ones I've been at. It is so from the heart. They're usually a little nervous, but once they get into it, the love that they have and the feeling of joy that they have for the day overcomes them and they end up giving a great speech, I would say. Those are the ones of the best ones. Yes, they are. And then, of course, your maid of honor. She's and I like to have ladies go first. So maid of honor before the best man. She will give a speech along with the best man, obviously, and then the bride and groom typically wrap it up with a good thank you, I would say. And it's good, Lexi and I were talking about this earlier, it's good to try to keep it just to those people. We know uh, there are a lot of people in your wedding party that may want to give a speech, right, Lexi? Yes, there are tons of ways I feel that you can incorporate everyone into a speech without every person having to give a speech. It's great to hear all these words from these people that love you and that support you. And that's wonderful. But the, the brunt of it should come from the maid of honor and the best man who are chosen to be in those roles, as well as the parents who let's, I mean, face it, put us on the planet. So, (laughs) I mean, they, they should be the ones speaking overall. There are tons of ways to incorporate those friends to say something. And truthfully, like if, 
it were me to do my wedding again, I would have, if I would have had so many people ask to do speeches, I would have asked them to like write us a letter or write us a note or tell us after like privately because I just feel like it matters the most to come to the couple, not to the room. So I feel like that's where the translation gets lost a little bit is people want to give speeches so that everyone hears this proclamation. But truthfully, when it comes down to it, it's the couple that should hear those words. That's exactly right. And, you know, if you want people to hear it as well, rehearsal dinner. Great time to do that because the wedding party will be there. And that's a time where I feel like speeches are a little more, they take up more of the night because there's not, there aren't so many activities after dinner. So that would be a good time. I do want to say a little shout out. No offense to my bridesmaids at my wedding because they all did say something and I loved it. It was beautiful, but I know that was really nerve wracking for everybody. So just, I would say keeping it to just that maid of honor, best man, parents and the thank you as best. Yes. It will just keep from everyone getting stressed out and you don't want people to tune out. Like, it's not worth for your friends to say all these great words and everyone else be like, oh, I have I feel like I've heard this in seven different variations now. Mm-hmm. It's great. We love our friends. We love our people. But yeah, just keep it, keep it narrowed down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So now we're going to give you some more specific points yes. for starting with the maid of honor. Yes. And actually, I have a really good example of this. I don't know if she tunes in, but her name is Lauren Burton. Love her. Worked with her. At her sister's <laughs> wedding... Um, she actually pulled each person from the party onto the floor and talked about why that person had impacted the bride's life, which I think, one, is a great way to incorporate everyone without having everyone talking, everyone taking up time, to just have those snippets of those people and those friends that love this person and why they're there. And I feel like that is so, so great. Obviously, write it down, rehearse it, like, we all probably had to take speech class at some point in our life. It's That is literally what that class, if any of it prepped you for anything, this is the one <laughs> event that class prepped you for. It's okay to rehearse a speech. Maybe you are more easygoing when it comes to communication and that comes freely for you. And that's okay. You could get up there and just spit off the top of your head. But most of the time, it's not going to be as genuine and heartfelt Mm-hmm. If you don't take the time to sit and really think about how do I want to talk about this? Right. I mean, what if you miss something that you really wanted to say and you have one shot to say it? Yes. So I, I mean, I am a planner, but I do think you should, <laughs> I mean, say it once in your head before. Yes. You don't have to do the whole rehearsing in the mirror like I did 20 times, but yes. you could <laughs> at least go through it before you have to say it. Also, I think sharing a story Yes. of maybe when you first met the bride um, or a story when you first saw like the couple together, that's great because the audience, not everybody at the wedding knows who you are Mm -hmm. and um, not everybody at the wedding technically knows the couple (laughs) because wedding dates and everything and extended family. So it's great to hear a story of the couple and bring that all together and be a part of the speech and be a part of it. Instead of we all have inside jokes and they're funny to the people that, that know, know the it. joke. So try to keep those like off to the side and share a story for the first time, like telling somebody about right. it. And another thing too, we've all heard the line before. I'm sure everyone can already say it without me saying, but it's a, uh, so if you don't know me, my name is Lexi and I am the bride's sister. 
as cliche as that is, it is so important to introduce yourself because like back to speech class, let's talk credibility. Why would some random person that you just met be giving a speech about you? Your people that are there want to know who's giving them this story and how it's right. impacting them. And so as, as cliche and uncomfortable as it feels to say that phrase or introduce yourself, it's so important that people know who you are because you were picked for that role for a reason. And so you should be acknowledged on the day as well. Right. Exactly. It is not, it, you're so right. Yes. It sounds cliche, but always introduce yourself. And it's a great way to start. Like, you know how yep. you're starting it. People want to know who you are and they, not everybody does know. Yeah. And oh, I think, I mean, Lexi, you can tell me what you think. I think it's best to end the speech with some kind of advice or support. And everybody, everybody may not be married that's giving the speech, but they've been in a relationship most likely. Mm -hmm. And maybe just give some relationship advice or yeah. something that they learned or know about the couple that would help them and then it flows so well into okay cheers I love you guys yes. ready to end right the speech. well and here's the thing too some people cry during a speech oh. and you know that's all right we allow our emotions yes. at full capacity the only thing is if you're feeling overwhelmed by your speech Silence is okay. And society as a whole has a problem with silence. If you feel like you are going to start sobbing into a microphone, just turn away. Take 10 seconds. Take a deep breath. Just it's it's okay to feel emotions and people expect those things. Like some brides are like, if you don't cry while you give my speech, I'm going to be upset. And it's like, <laughs> I don't do that. So I'm sorry <laughs> that yes. you're going to be upset. <laughs> I agree. And I have been at weddings where I've seen both. I've seen people really cry into the microphone. And that actually makes people feel more uncomfortable. And I've also seen people take a pause, set it down, and just take a breath. And people feel more like, oh, I'm here for you. I'm like, I'm giving, I'm sending you comfort from the crowd. You know, it's just silence. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Get it um, together. It's and, all right. Right. And then don't, obviously don't forget to have something to cheers. I've also seen that too, where they forget their glass or it's not full or something. So have something to cheers just to wrap it up and pass the mic on. And speaking of that, we're going to cheers, have some pizza. And pass it over to our girl, Ashley, with This or That, and we'll be right back with you guys. Love it. Hey, everybody. It's Ashley with This or That. Today, we're talking about DJ versus band at your reception and some things to consider. So with a DJ, what you're also paying for is an MC for your event. So it's not just somebody who's going to flip on their iPod and play some music throughout the night. It's somebody who's going to really help with the flow of the evening. So they're going to let your guests know what's happening next, what to expect when you guys are coming in and basically how the event is going to work. So that's what you're paying for on top of their musical talent, so to speak. With a band, you don't always get that. So that's something you'll want to talk to your band, whoever you hire, about that. Is there somebody willing to take on that role? And if there's not, I would recommend finding somebody to fulfill that role for the evening because you'll want your guests to know what's happening and keep them in the loop so that the flow, again, of the evening goes really smoothly. Everybody feels informed. They know what to expect. So those are some tips and tricks with the DJ versus band.
All right, we are back, and now it is the best man's turn yes. for some <laughs> speech advice. This is oh. always the dangerous one, I feel like. <laughs> always, but I think the I think the guests know that, and so they're kind of like, ooh, I want to know what they're going to say. But guys, there's a line, okay? <laughs> there's a line, and I'm going to give you some advice with that. We're going to draw that line directly in the sand for you right now. <laughs> Don't cross it. I mean, just just flirt with Cheater. it, you know, flirt with it. Um, and uh, similar to Maid of Honor, start with introducing yourself. Same goes for you guys. Just tell who you are, how you know the couple, how you know the groom. And I know you guys tend, I mean, I'm being a little stereotypical here, but I know guys tend not to plan as much yeah. or rehearse as much. And that's okay. If you feel more comfortable with kind of going with it, just at least give yourself three points. Three points you want to hit, wouldn't you say? Yes. Lexi, that's a you good. Don't, you don't want to be up there in front of all these people and just be like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to talk from the heart. That's, that's, that's so great. But when you're up there and all of a sudden you're like, I feel like I've been talking for 45 minutes <laughs> and I don't feel like I've said anything. <laughs> that's a problem. Having at least two to three main things to just talk about in general gives you an entrance and also gives you an exit. It gives you a chance to be like, now I am done. Rather than you talking randomly, making fun of the groom or talking about something, making jokes for 10, 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden be like, thank you. Good night. <laughs> Give yourself a proper exit where you don't feel uncomfortable leaving the conversation. Yes, exactly. And those couple points too, to have in mind a good start is how do you know the groom? Tell us a story how you first met or tell a funny story that you guys have, which I'm sure you have plenty. And we'll tell you which ones not to say a little bit later. But that's always a good starting point story again. It includes all the guests, like hearing hearing this, how you met and that relationship right. dynamic. And then also, to me at least, it is so cool when the best man says when the fiance came into the picture. Yes, I love that. And how they saw their friend change and saw their connection. And it just, it just hits the, it hits the feels. It does. It does. I cry every time. Yeah. Every time. And especially seeing guys that aren't afraid to be vulnerable <laughs> and like tell them that they're so happy for them and not always crack the jokes and give some love in there because I promise people will remember that the most than you being funny once in a while and yes. cracking a joke. Yes. It's okay to cry. It's okay. Just allow it. If you're the funny guy that makes sense, be yourself, be who you are, but really try to remember the purpose of why you're there giving that speech is because you love this couple and you want to embrace them and what they're doing that day. Right. And I've also seen where the best man will tell the fiance or the the bride the couple that here is some advice about my friend he does this weird thing with his socks I don't know whatever it may be some kind of weird habit and it's it's funny it yes. cracks a joke but it also connects the couple together you're not just talking to one you're talking to them both and that's a fun way to kind of wrap it up at the end, yes. giving that advice or cheersing them mm -hmm. by bringing them both together instead of just talking to one couple. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. Or one person in the couple. Right. Yeah. And always, you know, end on that, 
end on that high note with the cheers and then that helps with closing it yeah. and passing it off to typically the bride and groom yep that say the thank you and going into that it's always good i like hearing from both the couples instead of just one i know sometimes maybe somebody's like you're way more comfortable talking you got it right which i would say is a little <laughs> yes. more normal but it's always nice for both of them to say something thank everyone while they're you right. know that they're here mm-hmm. And a lot of people took the time out of their day or traveled, did hotel arrangements, all of that. And it's just really good to address that and thank them. And it also is a great flow into the next activity of the night. Thank you all. We're ready to have a good time. Woo. Good night. Yes. Good night. (laughs) Too, I feel like there's always an emphasis that it has to be um, the groom specifically when it comes to a bride and a groom couple that the groom has to do the thank you. That we are living in a different day and age. It can be either. It could be both. It could be whoever's comfortable. But it doesn't always have to fall on one person of the couple. Like, you literally just got married. You became one one unit today. It's okay to both have a mic up there and riff a little bit and say things together. Or, you know, write something down and rehearse it together. Um, And kind of, like, talk about what you want to talk about if you want to, like, reach out. I always love being a vendor at a wedding and all of a sudden they like, like, Hey, Lexi in the back. And I'm like, that's me. I'm like, yeah, I like them. I've been in their face all day. So it's, it's always great too, to like, thank your vendors. Um, two people at your wedding want to know who you worked with. If they loved your wedding, they're like, Oh, I wonder who, I wonder who that person was that they were like, they're not going to come up to you and ask you. So thank your vendors. Thank your friends. Thank your family. Do it together. Right. I agree. Do it together. And most likely you will have all these feelings that you may still be nervous to talk, but you'll want to say yes. something. Yeah, That's... you'll regret it if you don't at least try. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, yes. we're going to um, move on with the absolute do not. So we drew the line in the sand for some of our best men, which is great. Now that they know their boundaries, we're going to tell you the absolute, you probably shouldn't do that kind of thing. Yes. And this goes for both, I will say, maid of honor and best man. Yes. You know, Everybody we're not involved. singling just you out. <laughs> we're going to tell you both. So the first one, uh, short and sweet. We love it, but you know, we, uh, we don't need a, a autobiography, you know, <laughs> like we, <laughs> we know that you're friends. We know that you love each other or your family and that's, that's all it needs to be. Yeah, it doesn't need to be anything crazy. Yes. And we mentioned it earlier, full of emotions. Yes. You're probably going to cry and it's expected. Just don't cry into the mic. Okay. <laughs> it's very loud. It, there's tons of snot snuffles, not very pretty and everyone can hear it. So just set it down, take a silent moment and it's okay. Gather yourself and you'll get through it. Yeah. And Katie, you kind of mentioned it early, earlier, telling stories, not jokes. Jokes are great. Sprinkle them in. But if the, the bulkness of your speech is just a joke, there's going to be a lot of people that tune out because they just, they weren't there. They weren't present for that. And so they would just rather hear how you met or how you know them or something interesting that pulls them into your relationship with the couple. Right. Yes. And when you pick your story, if it's going to make mom or grandma cringe, like really bad cringe, (laughs) Probably shouldn't say it, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of family here. Save it for later, 10 p.m. or later on the dance floor after some drinks. Yeah. You know, that's the time for it. Yes. The speech isn't time to talk about this crazy night in college that things yes. went mm-hmm. haywire, you know? Right, and running off of that, if you are the one giving a speech, 
and you're a drinker, maybe, maybe just casually drink <laughs> until after the speech. Um, literally, actually, funny story, at our wedding, Tommy's brother was the best man, and he turned to Tommy at the table, and he said, I, I am not okay right now. I don't think I could stand up and say words at all. And I was like, Tommy, you better fix your brother or figure it out. <laughs> and so then we actually ended up having another groomsman who had no idea he was giving a speech. But he's a wonderful person and a DJ, so naturally he just got up there and spit. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, Tommy's brother Thompson was like, no, he gave a speech. I could, I could do that. So then his brother had to get up and also give a speech. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so liquid courage is great, but know your limits. Draw the line. And if, if you do feel like you're getting too far, let the couple know. But don't don't. Don't try to come back. <laughs> Let right. it rest. Let it rest. <laughs> right. And also another good tip is keep that mic. Listen to the DJ. Keep that mic up to where it's supposed to be. The yes. worst is when it's like down by your stomach or past, you know, mm-hmm. way past your neck that nobody can hear you. Right. And so just listen to the DJ. They'll give you some advice on where to hold it. And there's nothing worse than having great words to say. And nobody can hear it. <laughs> um. Uh, that's also good too when it comes to what you're saying, the words you are actually saying into the microphone. Like even this is nerve wracking for us, like doing these episodes, but I'm not going to get on here and be like, Katie, I'm so nervous today. I just don't even know how I'm going to record this podcast today. It's, it's the same thing with a speech. We know how none of us want to be in your spot, but you got picked to be in that spot. So we know you're nervous. We're nervous for you. So it's okay. We don't need to acknowledge it. Just just take that energy, hone it in, and use it as confidence to guide you through your speech. That That is so right. And to wrap it up with that, like speeches, they are hard. They're they nerve-wracking. But the people that chose you to do it, they love you. And at the end of the day, you should feel honored yes. to give that speech. And just plan a little bit. I promise it helps with the nerves and the stress. It really does. Oh, my gosh. Well... That, that was a good one. And uh, we hope that you guys really got some good guidance on the next speech that you will have to give for any event that you'll have to be in. And um, we uh, will see you in the next one. Yeah. The next episode, we'll be talking about how to pick those wedding party people. Yes. So looking That's forward to that. One. Thanks for listening today, guys. And have a great day. Bye. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Your Party People podcast. If you already love us, make sure to come back to the party every other Wednesday. If you really love us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at It's Your Party People podcast. And make sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and if you have any topics you want us to cover in a future episode. DM us on Instagram or email us at yourpartypeoplepodcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. See you at the next party. Bye.